Welcome to the Able Speaks podcast, where we speak to commonly asked questions by parents who have received a life-limiting diagnosis for their child. We're Daniel and Kelly Crawford, and we're glad that you've joined us. All right, so today, for anybody who really in any context has been through a difficult season, maybe of, of grieving, of just challenging dynamics, um, you know that there are people in your life who you love and that they love you and that they want to be helpful and that God bless them, sometimes they fail in their task <laughs> and are not helpful. And so today's question is just, how do I handle unhelpful people? Um, which is especially complex when these uh, people are are close to you, whether it's extended family or friends or community or whatever it might be, you might feel at a loss and, hey, I don't know exactly what to do or what to say or even really pinpoint exactly what's going on. Um, I feel ill-equipped. I just know it's not going great and I'm not looking forward to these interactions and who likes that. And so um, really, we're going to lay out kind of three steps or three principles as as to how to navigate that challenge. So step one is giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So I think um, we have to believe the best in people, assume that they're wanting to be really helpful, but they might not know how to do that. And so something that we can do if we're a person that's um, walking through hardship and people are trying to care for us is to tell them ways that um, would be helpful and things that they can do that would really bless us and um, just show grace. You know, we need that. We, when we walked through Abel's diagnosis, we, we didn't know what we were doing either, you know, and we were learning um, as we went and the people that were caring for us were also learning as they went. And so um, we needed grace in that and they did as well. Yeah. And even in that there, we actually just did uh, episode five, I think was on that idea of, of keeping people updated. And that as we're sending out updates to those people that care for us, there's an opportunity to almost slip in there of, of, Hey, here's some things we're personally learning in this season of things that we found really helpful, been really encouraged by, Hey, here's things we have, uh, be a lower capacity for, and just that you shouldn't expect from us. And, and, but we love you. And, and so step two, then, uh, as we try and do some of that coaching, whether that's directly or, or indirectly, um, if step two becomes necessary and, and the issues continue to show themselves, uh, that would be to draw clear boundaries and then keep those boundaries. Yeah, I think boundaries are often looked at as a negative thing, but I really think they are a good and a healthy thing and allow us to respect one another. And so a clear boundary might look like, please don't just drop by. Um, I'd rather you call and let me know that you're coming or ask if you can come by before dropping by because I might not be um, in a great headspace in that moment. Um, Or, hey, we've already decided what we're going to do from a medical standpoint, so it isn't really blessing us or helping us anymore when you send us information that you found or read. And so we'd appreciate it if um, you wouldn't do that anymore. And so those are just clear ways of... um, setting uh, your relationship up for success, hopefully. Yeah. And so it's identifying, hey, here's the thing, here's the pattern that you're meaning well with that that isn't having the intended effect. And, um, you know, I'm going to draw a boundary around, I'm going to ask that you don't do that, or I'm going to ask that, hey, instead of this, try this. And just again, we're these are people that we care about, that care about us. We're trying um, to coach them and trying to help them help us. And so step one, giving people the benefit of the doubt. Step two, drawing clear boundaries when necessary. 
And then step three, which hopefully doesn't become necessary, but if it does, push pause on the relationship um, if those boundaries aren't honored and if really it's, it's relational withdrawals that are taking place rather than deposits um, at the harm of the long-term relationship, it's better to just push pause. Yeah, we've found that um, when people are walking through grief, they don't have the same capacity to handle um, difficult relational dynamics or conflict. And so sometimes for the benefit of the relationship, it might be helpful to put words on that and just say, I love you. I want to have a healthy relationship. Um, I think it might be beneficial to uh, push pause on the relationship and not have communication right now. But when I feel in a healthier place, um, I will circle back with you and want to have a dialogue and work through um, the issues that might be at play. That's good. I think what you said is important in that um, really at each phase of this discussion is um, taking the opportunity to affirm the relationship. That's kind of that outworking of believing the best is, hey, I know you love me and care about us. I, I know, uh, and, ho- and I want you to know that I love you. And, and it is because of that and because I want to see our relationship um, marked by, by health and growth that I think in this season where I'm at right now, um, that's hard to do. And I see it trending the opposite direction. I don't want that. You don't want that. And so um, I will circle back with you in due time and almost letting that be the expectation is, hey, at some point I will, you know, hit resume. I can't tell you exactly when that's going to be, um, but thank you. I know that you're with us and for us. Thank you for praying with us and for us and for being in our life. And um, so any final thoughts in all of the above of things that we didn't hit? Uh, I think just mainly that um, sometimes we don't feel freedom to draw healthy boundaries in our life. And so there is a lot of freedom there. And, you know, I I think that people really do want to love us and care for us. And so when we communicate those things, um, we're really benefiting the relationship as a whole and trying to look at it from that perspective as opposed to looking at it from a negative perspective. Yeah, I think that it can feel we can maybe convince ourselves that it's a selfish thing to do. And we would just encourage and, and speak freedom over you that, um, you know, selfishness isn't necessarily a great word or something we're aspiring to, but the idea of being self-focused for a season um, makes a lot of sense and is okay. And so um, that wraps up this tricky conversation. There will be more subsequent episodes, maybe where we try and, and help the helpers as far as ways that um, we can help coach those family and and friends and and other loved ones um, to do this well and and help you get out in front of some of these issues. But um, that wraps up this episode and we'll see you next time on the Able Speaks podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hey friends, thanks for listening in. We hope this content has been helpful. At Able Speaks, we exist to support families who have chosen to carry a child with a life-limiting diagnosis, and we want you to know that the foundation of that support is rooted in relationships. And so if you are a parent in this circumstance, then by all means, continue listening in, but we'd really encourage you to reach out by sending an email to support at ablespeaks.org. Again, our heartfelt prayer is that this episode has served you in some way and that we might have the opportunity to serve you further in the future. The Able Speaks podcast is produced by the team at Tarno & Company and mixed and edited by the team at Sound of a Rose.